0: Now here's a highlight from coast-to-coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back. Scott Marlowe, with us. We'll take calls with Scott next hour as we're talking about cryptids in Florida. Fascinating. Have you ever been scared by any of these creatures, Scott?
0: No, uh, which is really kind of strange. They don't frighten me.
1: Why not?
0: They just don't. I I don't know exactly why. They just, you know, it's... I guess it's just me, uh, and they—they well, they really don't frighten my son either. But then we've dealt with you know big cats, we've dealt with bears, you know we you know we've dealt with all kinds of animals. But an animal is just an animal, uh, and and you know I don't look at these things in any kind of particular with any glasses on, so to speak, or colored glasses on. You know I know they're animals and they're going to do what animals do, and I have no trouble dealing with them.
1: Good for you. Now, let's go back to talk about this Florida skunk ape again, and uh, again, the the size of it, uh, the look. Does it look like a Bigfoot to most people?
0: Well, it's got hair, yes. Uh, It has more of a neck than the classic Bigfoot uh, or Sasquatch. Uh, It's very muscular, and uh, it kind of looks like it's wearing a hair suit that's uh, uh, elastic, if you will, uh, because it, you know, it hangs to the to the musculature of the animal very well. Uh, but of course, you know, we got to remember they live in a swampy environment. Uh, so you know, they don't. And of course, down here they don't need to have the super heavy coat of fur that you'd have to have if you live in the mountains because of the different different climate.
1: What do you think the population size might be out there, Scott?
0: There's probably a couple thousand, uh, you know, and there's plenty of space for them to hide down here. Uh, You know, there's still unbuilt areas, although it's disappearing fast, especially down in the Everglades. They're now talking about moving even further west uh, and uh, disrupting the environment down there, which I don't support at all.
1: That's a pretty Uh, good population, though, a couple thousand, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, again, you've got... How many, how many thousands of, of square miles of, of state to work with? There. Sure.
1: Uh,
0: so, I mean, it's you know we've got some pretty remote areas. You go into the Apalachicola National Forest. Like I said, Tate's Hell Swamp, which is up in that area. Uh, the big Cypress Swamp down here, which is undeveloped pretty much. Uh, the area up north of me, the Green Swamp, boy, that's lots and lots and lots of space. Ocala National Forest, going up into the Okefenokee. I mean, you know, there's a lot of places that these animals can be.
1: Now, you were talking before the break of these uh, large cats now hiding in trees. That's kind of scary. That's scary.
0: It can be. It's not as scary to me as those darn snakes that we're having down in the Everglades now. Uh, You know, but then again, I'm a I'm an anti-snake person. I mean, I appreciate them. I don't want to do anything bad to them. I just don't like them. I mean, it's like Indiana Jones. Why did it have to be snakes? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're getting to the point that they're out of control in the Everglades. I mean, they're enormous.
1: Well, are they man-eaters?
0: Uh, well, we haven't had any attacks like that that I know of yet, but they're taking on the, you know the wildlife down there. There's you know, deer being decimated from them. Uh, they even had alligators attacked by them.
1: How big are they?
0: So they? Well, they get to be like 18 feet or more.
1: And if they open up their mouths, how big would it be? About 12 inches big?
0: Well, they could certainly swallow a small child. I don't know that oh. they could swallow a small human. Uh, well, you want to see a really big one, stop by the Swamp Ape uh, Research Center. of Dave Sheely's down there. He's got a really big one in the back
1: room. Bigger than 18 feet?
0: I think it is. I think it's like 22 feet.
1: Jeez, that's a a big snake, isn't it? It's a huge snake. My gosh. And now there have been reports of shark teeth being found, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you find shark's teeth all over the place. Fossilized shark's teeth are a big thing down here. People love to collect them. But you also, if you beach comb, you can find some interesting teeth.
1: And what about the possibility of prehistoric teeth?
0: Uh, definitely. I mean, I've got a really good collection of prehistoric shark teeth myself. Uh, you know, we uh, we go down to the Peace River and elsewhere, and uh, there's certain places that I go, and you can find all sorts of fossils down there, shark's teeth primarily.
1: They're called uh, megalodons?
0: Yep, I've got a couple of really nice specimens, too.
1: How big are those teeth, Scott?
0: I, they go up to about nine inches. Uh, But the average is around around 3 or 4 inches.
1: That's still a big tooth. Yes, it is. Now, the fact that you would get them that they would wash ashore, does that tell you that it happened during the prehistoric era and it's just happening? Or are these things alive out there?
0: Well, the coloration of the teeth tell you everything. If they're fossilized, they're going to be either brownish or black.
1: Okay. Depending
0: upon the kind of soil they've been fossilized in. But if it's a uh, uh, an off white or a cream color, that's a that's a living animal.
1: And so, what are your colors?
0: Uh, all of mine are black and brown.
1: So they're pretty old. Can you can you carbon date something like that? A tooth?
0: Yeah, you could. Yes.
1: You haven't done that yet, though. No. Okay, but I would guess it could go back how far? Millions of years?
0: Oh, several, uh, and and at least several thousand. Uh yeah, you know, we've found some extremely interesting specimens of things all over the state. I mean, uh, the, the crystal mine over, uh, over uh, near Fort Drum used to produce some really interesting material. Uh, they were well-known for calcite clams, the gigantic prehistoric clams, uh, but, uh, and other things we'd find there. We found shark's teeth there as well. But uh, yeah, the, the, the biggest cache of good, of good shark tooth specimens I've found thus far in this area is around the uh, Arcadia Campground area down on Peace River uh, in Arcadia, Florida.
1: Are they all over the place?
0: Oh, yeah. You can find them in Jeez. any of the old rivers. You'll find them in the, uh, in the uh, uh, um, Wikiwachi area. You'll find them off of Wakaiva You'll find them up on the Swanee River, you'll find them on the uh, uh, Alachua River, they're everywhere.
1: Now a shark, even prehistoric, they didn't have bones, did they? They didn't have a skeleton.
0: They're the cartilage.
1: Cartilage. And so does that dissolve?
0: Sometimes, yes. Uh, depends on how it got got fossilized. Sometimes you'll find jaw fragments.
1: By the uh, teeth? Which
0: really is the only, really is the only bone. Uh, to work with, that's not, uh, but it, it, that does tend to, to disintegrate as well. They've got some wonderful samples at the state museum. If you want to see some good megalodon jaws, they've got a completely reconstructed one there at the museum in Gainesville.
1: Now, as these reports, do they continue to come in about all kinds of cryptids out there?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm constantly getting reports. Most of them, I can tell, are. are phony and hoaxes. Why would people, people are do that? They're trying to punk me with that stuff. But uh, you know, what can I what can I say?
1: They get a thrill out of that.
0: Well, they want to prove they're smarter than you are and that's, you know, if that's their game, that's fine. Uh, but it's 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 kind of silly, uh, but then again, the kind of people who want to perpetrate those hoaxes are juvenile to begin with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You remember the case a couple years ago of the a couple guys uh, got a uh, uh, a costume and they stuffed it with deer guts.
0: Uh yeah, we're well aware of that one.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, people do that? Uh they're trying to make money on that or what?
0: Well, they they were uh particularly one of them.
1: Was uh, wasn't one yeah. a cop?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah, one of them was a uh, worked at a, a jail in Georgia. But uh are you there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought we lost you, uh, but uh, actually, the biker gangs uh, uh, that were down here for Bike Week in Daytona busted the one guy that was running around with the, the phony one in his in the back of his van,
1: Jeez. and uh, you
0: know he ran off with his tail between his legs.
1: Will we ever really get the specimen? I mean, what? what where is the? Do we have specimens of the skunk ape, for example?
0: No. Not at this point, but I'm sure that kind of thing is coming.
1: Why don't why do we have them? With all the sophisticated technology we have these days and detection well, devices.
0: Because, because nature, and particularly the swamp, is extremely good at disposing of tissue.
1: Has anybody ever been reportedly attacked by something like that?
0: Uh, the only only stories I've heard were very questionable, but uh, I've never heard of a a credible story of a swamp ape ever attacking somebody.
1: What about families of swamp apes? Uh, Has anybody found little babies or anything like that?
0: They've reported them, they've seen them, but uh, actually some commercial fishermen down in the Keys saw a family of them swimming between the islands and 10,000 islands.
1: Now, Scotty, Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. What are people reporting outside of Florida, like in the state of Washington when they see these creatures? They're not the skunk ape. What are they?
0: No, well, they're they would be the Bigfoot or the Sasquatch.
1: Which is a totally different breed and creature.
0: Yeah, well, frankly, I lump all of the bipedal hairy primates in the Bigfoot category. I tend to go with the local jargon. Uh, in order to identify the particular creatures
1: so you would so, you would say though that on the west coast state of washington and places like that the sasquatch bigfoot does exist yes that's pretty remarkable oh,
0: i'm sure of that you know and i think i think there's a connection between them and things like the uh, the, the red-haired giants from lovelock cave mm-hmm Uh, And every time I've tried to go out there, matter of fact, I I had a patron who uh, put up the money for me to go out and do the research, and uh, I had lines on where the remains were and had been given uh, uh, assurances that when I got there I'd be able to get to the remains in order to be able to do some DNA work. And when I got there, the Bureau of Land Management yanked everything away from me and wouldn't let me see or touch or get involved in any of it.
1: Why not?
0: They've got some to hide. Whatever it is, I don't know.
1: My God, what a great discovery that would have been.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love to. But, uh, you know, all it takes is a tooth, and uh, you can get the DNA out of it and at least know what's going on. I saw some very convincing materials that uh, the, the mainstream archaeology is calling site-picked, which is ridiculous, uh, at the Calico Mountain site near, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 that, I can't think of it, in Varstow, California. And uh, in any case, what what I saw were definitely handmade tools and prehistoric.
1: Yeah, they are almost human-like, aren't they?
0: Yes, and I'm not sure that these things that... Were going on haven't been going on as a result of quote bigfoot activity unquote because even the Paiutes called the red haired giants bigfoot their equivalent of a satika.
1: Could it be the missing link between man and ape?
0: Well, I hate that particular terminology because uh, human genetics is not a linear chain of events; it's uh, it's a, a branches of a tree. So missing link really doesn't apply, but they could be a member of the family. That that would be one of the things that uh, uh, Dr. Meldrum believes, right? Uh, or at least supports. And yeah, you know, that's fine. It could be that, but until we catch one, we won't know.
1: Well, that that is uh, absolutely true. Uh, these of all the cryptid stories you hear, Scott, and all the creatures, which one fascinates you the most?
0: Oh, God, I can't pick one. They all do.
1: And you had mentioned that there's like some 20 down in Florida. We just mentioned like three or four of them. What else is yeah. out there?
0: Well, among other things, the cracker dog killer.
1: What is that?
0: Uh, that's, that goes back quite a ways. Uh, it's a uh, an animal. It's kind of like a wolverine from what they report that uh, years ago used to go after the 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 dogs belonging to Florida Crackers. So uh, they they called it the Cracker Dog Killer. I think actually that it's uh, an otter.
1: Are otters dangerous?
0: They can be. They're pretty ferocious little things. You can keep them as a pet too. Really? But, uh, yeah. If you raise them from a pup, yes. Uh, but they can be pretty nasty, and they've got some <laughs> they've got some teeth that'll gnaw you up pretty good.
1: They've got that big flat tail, don't they?
0: Yes. Yeah yeah well, that's that's a beaver, but uh, you know they have uh they have a, a, a rodenty body.
1: What about large rats?
0: Yeah, we've got the Gabon rats down in the Florida Keys.
1: How big are they?
0: Uh, the size of a house cat.
1: That's a pretty <laughs> That's a pretty that's big right.
0: rat yeah, yeah. although I have seen some water rats up in the New York area along the Hudson River that are about the same size.
1: These are these are amazing creatures, and again, I'd like to get back to the thunderbirds too. I mean, those sightings still continue. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. You know, we we get a sighting down in the in the Keys every now and then of, uh, like I said, the pterodactyl-like birds.
1: That's like uh, a that's like a featherless bird, right?
0: Yes, uh, but the the feathered uh, the feathered thunderbirds. I I get reports of those from. Oh Old town, that area from uh, uh, Carbell, uh, Appalachicola and uh, you know and, and even down as far as Tampa, uh, pretty much yearly.
1: Well, thunderbirds are creatures birds to themselves, aren't they?
0: Yes, they're very large. Uh, you know like we said before, some of them are reported to be the size of a small plane. But, uh, you know, it's hard to say because that's one I have not seen myself.
1: Where are they located?
0: Well, the most of the reports come from the Midwest and the Rockies. Okay. You do, do get them around here once in a while.
1: Can you imagine what a Thunderbird nest would look like?
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: My God, it must be like 10 feet long or something like that.
0: I, well, they're, they're going to be a much larger version of an airy from a bald eagle.
1: Sure, and but the egg would be how big?
0: Uh, well, the egg would probably be a good six, seven inches.
1: My God, I'd love to see one of these things. Wouldn't you?
0: Yep, it'd be very interesting. Yes,
1: I mean that 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 is fascinating, and especially the. But is there? I mean, there are cryptozoologists, but you would not call them scientists, would you?
0: Well, cryptozoologists are, if they're dedicated to doing things in a scientific way. There's a lot of, quote, researchers, unquote, out there that haven't got a clue what to do scientifically. Right, exactly. And, and my objection is many of them use these animals as an excuse to go out in the woods and party on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's not science. That's not, that's not doing any kind of valid work.